Welcome back to another episode of Too Many Men. Tony Pickenish, Eric Johnson, Zach Riley. We have football to get to. Week seven of the NFL concluded. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some moves made around the league because there was one big one out of a New York team. That's just comical. Uh, we have week eight to look forward to. Uh, we have game one of the World Series tonight. But before all that, we have to look at the situation and what is going on in Chicago regarding the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, the independent uh, report was released today regarding the sexual assault uh, and sexual harassment uh, accusations against the team. This is still ongoing, by the way. This still whole story ongoing. is still ongoing. This we're going to tell you what we know so far. Yeah, this is the first report we've seen. Uh, it's led to some shakeup within the Blackhawks organization. Uh, start with a little bit of backstory here. An unnamed Blackhawks player with the team during their 2010 Stanley Cup run. Uh, was the victim of sexual assault from Brad Aldrich. Is that his name? Who was yes. with the club? The player, uh, was was a black the, club. Ace, by the, the player was a black ace, by the way, and we do not know the player's name. Yeah. Um, and then received comments from players when he brought it to the management of the team that kind of swept it under the rug, and here we are years later investigating the whole scenario, the whole situation, what happened. And uh, the real big major change was general manager Stan Bowman has stepped aside from his position. And everybody the result from, from this report being released. Everybody from the 2010 team is no longer with the organization. Yeah. And um, it's now spreading outside of the organization. John Quenville, head coach of the Florida Panthers, uh, was named in the report that he knew what was going on. Uh, there is the nothing is, yet uh, regarding his status as the head coach of the Florida Panthers. The problem is Quenville lied about it. Yeah. And he said, and he covered it up and there's quotes specifically saying that he knew about it in the, um, in the um, investigation. Same with uh, Winnipeg Jets general manager, Kevin Shevel day off. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. It's not known what his role is yet. He hasn't said anything. And the investigation just said that he knew about it. So that's where that currently stands. Um, the NHL has fined the Chicago Blackhawks $2 million for the just absolute bungling of the investigation, uh, for sweeping it under the rug. And $2 million isn't even close to enough. So it seems very light. Yeah. A little comparison that I saw earlier today. When the Devils signed Ilya Kovalchuk to the 17-year 100 one or $105 million contract and they were deemed to be circumventing the cap. They were fined $2 million and stripped to two first round. They were fined $3 million, $3 million and two dollars. first round yeah. picks for that, for something that, I mean, the decision to make that call and whether or not they were circumventing the cap is very judgment. It's a judgment call whether or not they actually were. This is black and white and you're finding them. You're basically giving them a slap on the wrist. I mean, Rocky Wirtz, the CEO of uh, the Blackhawks, they, they make that back five, six games. The, the franchise is worth $1.09 billion. Yeah, no, this is this is nothing to that. That's a slap on the wrist financially. And there's no punishment to the team side of things, no stripping of picks. Hockey operations basically gets off uh, aside from the players or the, the management who have stepped aside. 
you think if more Better. stuff comes out that they could impose more penalties or no? I think, I think every could. Yeah, I think everything from the organization is already out. I think it's more what Winnipeg and Florida does with their respective yeah. front office personnel. And if any more players take a step forward, uh, like oh, it was Brent Sopel was one of them. Brent Sopel and Nick Boynton. Yeah. But that's where that currently stands. And The other thing is this. The full 107-page rep- investigation report, it's available on Twitter. Yeah. If you want to, you can read it. Public. It is... It is graphic. There's a lot of details there that are very disturbing. But if you want to read it, it's it's there. Yeah. Just an infor- unfortunate couple days in the NHL. You know, after what happened in Dallas last night, too. Yeah. A fan was reportedly yelling at Blackhawks goaltender. Oh. Uh, why can't I? Elvis Mers Lincolns. Elvis Mers Lincolns. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name for some reason. Was reportedly yelling at Mers Lincolns about the death, the untimely death of his teammate and friend, uh, Matisse. I can't say his last name. Lennox. Kiv Lennox. It's one of those names for some reason I could never pronounce. But And I, I've heard the video. There's a video surrounding it. Like there could be something. I'm not 100% sure from that video. It's iffy, um, but the Columbus Blue Jackets have joined up with the Dallas Stars to investigate that matter and find the fan who was reportedly doing that. Hot start in the National Hockey League this year. Yeah. And, of course, what's going on with Bill Guerin, too? What's that? There's reports from TSN that he might have covered up sexual assault, potentially. With the, was he with the Blackhawks? No, it was with... Um, Oh, I can't think of it. I saw the article today from Yahoo Sports. Um, He's right now the general manager of the Minnesota Wild. U.S. Center for Safe Sport opens investigation into Wild GM Bill Guerin. After the wife of a former Penguins coach alleged Guerin covered up her sexual assault when he worked for the franchise, and this is from Rick Rick Westhead of TSN. They all just, man... Sweeping it under the rug never works. No. You add you add this with we'll Leonard's, find out eventually. You add this with Leonard's comments from about a month ago. Well, about um, it was a wide variety of stuff. Yeah, but his were more focusing on the health aspect of things. But still, yeah, it's still it's not a good look. Yeah. All right, uh, let's let's move uh, to World football. Series? No, let's go. Uh, okay, let's go World Series. Yeah, let's do World Series. World Series. Game one tonight in Houston. Houston. Yeah, it's in Houston. Charlie Morton, pretty sure, going for the Braves. Uh, Revenge game. I'm checking who's going for the. Okay, so you got Valdez going for uh, Houston. Did you see the video of Jorge Solar taking no, DP in Houston? All right, no. I'm going to play the video. This is from MLB's Instagram. I'm going to play the video into the microphone and see if you can hear it. It's just, this is him BP. That's it hitting the wall of the stadium. It's crazy. Yeah. He got, he got acquired by Atlanta for pennies. He got every stitch of that ball. I want to see him do it in the game. So Tony, who you, who do you think is going to win this series? 
I think it's the team of destiny, man. The Braves. The Atlanta Braves. I mean, the Houston Astros kryptonite in the playoffs is the NL East. Apparently. They can't beat them. I think the Braves. I think I I think the Braves win tonight. I think they drop game two. Uh, I think they take two at home and then it comes back for six and seven. Giving Atlanta their first championship since the nineties. The city of Atlanta. Yeah. I think it could end in five. The way Atlanta's been playing. I can't see Houston only winning one game. I really can't. Well, they have no McCullers. Yeah. Yeah, no McCullers. That's going to hurt. That's going to hurt a lot. Who's going tonight for the Astros? Uh, Fromber Valdez. Valdez. Let's see what his postseason stays. 1-0 with a 4-2 ERA. 4-2 ain't great. He's got 15 innings pitched. I mean, oh, three games, four two ERA. The Red Sox couldn't get it done, but there's definitely like a formula to beat Houston. Oh, for sure. If you could just get out uh, like two or three of their top hitters in the lineup, like it's pretty easy. Not easy, no. but it's doable. No, it's yeah, it, yeah, you can. Still, two stacked lineups. I think oh. the Braves win. I I really think the Braves win. I think they got shot. Like, got to go with the hot team. Just like yeah, how the and, Nationals. Nobody yeah. thought the Nationals would ever reach the playoffs in that regular the, the Astros are also very overpowering in the regular season, but we haven't really seen that in the postseason. No, they've been close games and close series for sure. Yeah, they, they were smacked around in that Red Sox series. They were. Several doing a three grand slams in two eight, games. Several, like five plus points. I think they were outscored in the series. Uh, they might have been. I'm not sure. I'm sure they were. Although yeah. game, game game five really um yeah it was a route was a route there was, there was like a nine two and another yeah. round in there it was three two going into the ninth too. now the under betters in the ninth under betters punch in the air very upset <laughs> staying on baseball for a minute all of us are too many men please San Diego please hire Ozzy Guillen I Bring want him to back. hire Lou Pinella I know that's not an option but hear me out. I have nothing else beyond that. Just please hire Lupinella. I like Lupinella. Just because you want to see him get ejected? I want to see him throw another base. Me and Tony, a couple of weeks ago, were talking about Lupinella and his his rivalry, quote-unquote, with Carlos Zambrano. I love Carlos Zambrano, too. I love Big Z. All right, here we go. Wait, I, I, got, I got it up. I got all the games up. So after game one, the run differential was plus one in favor of the Astros. After game two, the run differential was plus three in favor of the Red Sox. After game three, the run differential was plus 12 in favor of the Red Sox. Oh, my God. After game four, the run differential... No, yeah, no, the Astros... The Astros scored them. The run differential after game four was plus seven in favor... It was plus five in favor of the Red Sox. And then after game five, it was plus three in favor of the Astros and then plus eight in the favor of the Astros for game six. But they were down 12. They were outscored by 12 runs in the series and came back and, and won that series and outscored the other team. Still, still, yeah. still, the Red Sox aren't what the Braves are. Eh, they're similar. Braves got better pitchers. They do have better pitchers and a better bullpen, I think. Yeah. And... Freddie Freeman's a monster. 
the two man I hope he wins a Same. Like, he's, 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 he's such a good guy. He the, is. The two managers in this series, Dusty Baker, 72, Brian Snicker is 66. Love it. Yeah. Love, love that. It. I do, too. Absolutely love that everybody's like, oh, you got to go young manager. Look you at uh, when fucking Tony Lasorda got hired. Everybody's like, ah. No. No. Dusty Baker. And who's the other guy? I don't know his name. Brian Snicker. Brian Snicker. Yeah. Beautiful. That that's a that's a middle finger to the uh the young manager movement. The young manager movement, the Aaron Boons. <laughs> the new Cardinals manager's 35. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that's crazy. Holy marble. Straight up hired Albert Pujols. <laughs> they should. They should. Player manager. Yes. I'll, I dude. That would be amazing. Yadier Molina is a player manager. Speaking of player coaches, I I am fairly certain the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive backs coach lost his job to Richard Sherman on Sunday. I saw that. (laughs) A Tampa Bay Bucs secondary that's been decimated by injury, been letting receivers run by them. Their coach is out. I think COVID was the reason. It was, I don't know. Because uh, there's not many reasons why a coach would be but out. I, but I saw Sherman was... Uh... But, yeah, Richard Sherman steps in. Boom. They had three interceptions. Granted, Justin Fields and the Bears. Doesn't matter. But Richard Sherman, as a defensive Justin backstop, Fields and the Bears showed some light in some other games where they could really move the ball. This was so being, No, definitely not. Ugly set of games this week in the NFL. Awful. Awful. Which we kind of predict. betting standpoint. Yeah, it was so bad. I don't think I no, I won two bets. That was about it. I didn't win a single bet Thursday the to one, Monday. The one bet was only good just because it brought me back to even and up six dollars. Thursday to Monday. Didn't didn't win a single bet. You didn't bet on the Lions? No. Why? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Plus sixteen I said a lot too. Yeah, it wasn't one of my spreads, that's why I didn't bet it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Joe Flacco's a jet again. And oh, I, I got a lot of problems. Oh, yes. Like, there is no need. Who is their backup? Mike White. Mike White. Oh, okay. Maybe they needed it. No, they don't. <laughs> Joe Flacco is what you trade for when your quarterback goes down and you're like nine and two and you need a guy to just go two and two over four weeks. This would be a great time to have John on. Yeah. Of course, he is absent. Think, but, uh, think Joe Flacco is happy about this? He's going to be playing. He's going to start. Yeah, yeah I guess he wasn't true. in Philly. Yeah. And John was saying, how about we sit Zach Wilson the rest of the season? You can't. You made the conscious decision to hand that? him the that keys. Is, you can't take them away. That is waving the white flag. That's, Very yeah, early. that's saying we're going for a quarterback next spring. This, this falls on the shoulders not, of Joe Douglas. Quarter, you didn't bring in a veteran quarterback. Yeah. And do you I mean such a poor move? Yeah, he, he could teach Wilson a few things, but like it's not enough. Ah, uh, yes, teaching Wilson something. John also brought up. Oh, really? Yeah, give me a second here. Let me pull up these headlines from the past couple of years. Because <laughs> Joe Flacco, uh, not not really. Uh, You're just going in our chat to find what John said. No, here we go. Uh, this oh. is where is it? All right, this is when he was a Bronco. Joe Flacco says his job is to win games for Broncos. 
not mentor Drew Locke. Uh, then he changed his tune with the Jets and Sam Darnold. Once an unwilling mentor, Joe Flacco's changed his tune, willing to mentor Sam Darnold. But then as early as March, Joe Flacco says his job is to play football, not mentor Jalen Hurts. <laughs> okay. He's not there to mentor Zach Wilson. No. There is not a damn thing that Joe Flacco could teach Zach Wilson that would be useful to Zach Wilson. Two completely different skill sets of quarterback. Joe Flacco hasn't been relevant in the National Football League in six years. There's nothing he can do. Yeah. The other thing is this. Nothing and this that is your normal veteran, not a quarterback, can't teach him. This is something I've told multiple people. Joe Flacco's going to be starting next week. Geno Smith's going to be starting next week. How does Cam Newton not have a job yet? It's a playbook issue, right? It has to be. It's either that or you're just limited by the fact that he cannot throw a football. Yeah, he's not that good i feel like I feel like you'd rather uh better than gino and joe flacco i'd say yeah. flacco see, yes but gino say, i'd rather have the young gino in there knows the king of covers did you watch the game last game. night no but i'd still trust him oh, through an 84 yard touchdown he did and then did but, like i was man, like half half yeah. his Total yardage thrown. A lot of that falls on play calling. They ran a deep ball, 84-yard bomb to DK, and they didn't throw deep the rest of the night. Like, there wasn't even play calls for it. There was a time they, they ran the ball, to, uh, like, I think it was seven or eight straight times. Geno Smith didn't throw a ball for over a half an hour. Oh, my God. Like, That's what? Why. You threw an 84-yard touchdown? Go out there and try to beat him again. Especially with Metcalf and the the wide wideouts that they have, they could easily get someone down the field open. Even if you want to avoid Metcalf because you have Marshawn Lattimore on Metcalf, that's fine. You have a favorable matchup with Tyler Lockett on the other side. Yeah, it makes no sense. The whole organization of the Seahawks makes no sense. Yeah, they're in a tough. Seattle's two and five and no first round pick. They need to either figure out if they're in on the playoffs or not, which they shouldn't be. They should start a rebuild for sure. There's a ton of people who are like surprised that this is happening to the Seahawks. That's something we were talking about too. Like they didn't draft an old. No, no, no. no. That's not the like. No, that's not the reason. It's like you basically took the engine out of a Ferrari. You took. Well, yeah, you took. You took uh, Russell Wilson off the team. Go to all your star teams. Take take Rodgers off the Packers. Take Stafford off the Rams. Take Kyler off the Cardinals. Mahomes off the Chiefs. Mahomes and the Chiefs look bad as it is. But they're going to look the same way they do right now. They're going to look the same way the Seahawks look. Yeah, but that also stems from them not getting Wilson protection because he wouldn't be hurt right now if he didn't have to scramble. Oh, that wasn't a protection issue, the reason why he got hurt. He threw and his hand got hit. That happens. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do remember that. And the Seahawks were struggling with Wilson beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like Wilson getting hurt might be a saving grace, Pete Carroll's job, but he might be out anyway. He might just say, you know what? I don't really feel this. There's a USC job open. I'll go home. My coach. Do you see Mike Tomlin just just shut those rumors down? Yeah, I I don't understand where those rumors came from to begin with. Why the hell would you leave? Mike Tomlin, I'm fairly certain, can't get fired. So why the hell would you leave the Pittsburgh Steelers to go coach USC? He's also one of the youngest coaches in football still. He's been there for 10 years. He can can coach the Steelers for 30 years. Easy. He's earned his place there. There, Like you said, he's never going to get fired. Especially when he's doing with Big Ben. That that roster, he's handcuffed to that awful quarterback. And he hasn't competing for a playoff spot. Can we put the clip in from Mike Tomlin? Oh, where he said it? 
where he said it. Yeah, my sports update tweeted it out. Yeah, I'll find it right now. I'll just play it into the microphone so we can comment as it goes. Do you want, do you want, me, do you want me to play it into the microphone? Because I have it. No, I got it. I got it. Got my it. sports update. Yep. So here's Mike Tomlin on saying no to the USC job. Here's some college jobs. Hey, guys, I don't have time for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. Um, I got one of the best jobs in, in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? Exactly. Um, that'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. <laughs> okay. Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Anyone else? <laughs> Anybody asking I mean, Sean of- about that? You know, anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? Oh, oh, Mike Tom was an all-time interview anyway. That's great. There's not a booster with a big enough blank blank check. check. And he really does have the best job in in the NFL. Like this, being the coach of the Steelers. I mean, I mean, they've only had. They don't make snap judgments on coaches. Hell, they've only had three since 1970. He has that job until he wants to leave. That's about it. <laughs> or unless they start going 0-16, which isn't going to happen to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, no. also, if anybody on Twitter saying, oh, Mike Tomlin could be a candidate for USC, no. And he's got a point. I mean, like, is anybody asking Sean Payton about that job? Like, no. Like, why are we, why are we bringing up Mike Tomlin? Especially because he's been in that uh, in that position for 10 years. Like, why would he even, like, no, that shouldn't, shouldn't make even any be sense. a question. Man's a Super Bowl champion. Why the hell would he go coach that terrible program that is USA? A program that thinks they're just one step away from being contenders every year, but really they're at the bottom of the Pac-12. Why would Tomlin, he do that? Tomlin never coached at USC. Is he from California? No, he's from Virginia. Yeah, no. I, news. Okay, so his roots are basically Steelers anyway. Yeah. Where did he co- What is his coaching history? I don't know much about him. So I just know he's been the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers forever. He was the Vikings defensive coordinator in 06. He was the defensive backs coach from Tampa from 2001 to 2005. Um, That's where he cut his teeth. Defensive backs coach at Arkansas State in 98. Defensive backs coach at Cincinnati from 99 to 2000. Wide receivers. Pretty quick rise. Yeah. He was also wide receivers coach at Arkansas State in 97. He's a damn good coach. Well, why would he leave? Like, if he's going to leave the Steelers for anything, it's another NFL job. He's not going to do it for college. No. He's the youngest head coach to win the Super Bowl, and his career coaching record is 154, 87, and 1. Yeah. Wow. And he constantly rolls out a team contending for a playoff spot with Big Ben, Mason Rudolph, Duck Hodges as their quarterback. Michael Vick. Michael Vick. That's funny. And how old is he? Mike Tomlin is, I know he's not that old. Got to be early 30s, maybe mid 30s. He's 49. Mike Tomlin is Mike really? Tomlin's 49. He, mm-hmm. he is the best looking 49. Yeah, really. He is. He's one of the longest tenured in the National Football League, which is crazy. Zach, you know how old Pete Carroll is? Isn't he like close to 70? He's 70. He is 70. <laughs> that man has so much. He doesn't energy. look 70. That man has so much energy for being a 70 year old. I was talking to Tony. If Pete Carroll really wanted to go back to USC at the end of the year, if the Seahawks struggle, he could. Oh, yeah. 100%. Timing is perfect. So, yeah, because it, it's 
to a point where the Seahawks are going to be rebuilding. And it's like, do you want to sit through the rest of your career in a rebuild? No, probably not. No. Mike Tomlin will, though. Yeah, Mike Tomlin would. I mean, I'm, I'm, pretty sure the, I'm pretty sure the Steelers don't have to rebuild under Mike Tomlin. No, I think they just need a quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback and maybe like a – well, actually, they got a running back. They got Najee Harris. Yeah, got, and they got receivers. receivers. They are receivers. Juju was oh. doing very well up until the injury. But, I mean – Offensive line needs work. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little that's more – That's a draft pick or two. Defense, but like, you heard Juju say – like, Juju said on the sideline, it's a Ben problem. It is a Ben problem. It's yeah. a Ben problem. Always been a Ben problem. Well, not always. For the last couple of years, it has. Some of those years, it was a – He's just past the point where he could really dominate the league. He can't do it anymore. No, they need a quarterback who can stretch the field. Yep. And no wonder, huge. as Big Ben's okay. arm has gotten worse, no wonder Juju and Claypool and Deontay Johnson, their production's gone down because yep. you take away any kind of deep threat. When you have defensive backs and linebackers just waiting to cover the short routes, you're not going to be able to do anything. Steelers got a huge game coming up on – we're going to talk about this more when we do our picks, but Steelers got a huge game coming up on Halloween. Yeah, must win. Must win. It, it's going to determine a lot for this season. And, I, dude, I hate that Juju's out for the year because I thought he was, he was having a decent year up until the injury. But, man, he's not a bad wide receiver. It's, who no. is throwing him the ball? He can only do so much. And they refuse to run play action, it seems like. There is an argument that can be made. <laughs> Pittsburgh might have the best top three for wide receivers in the NFL. Juju, Claypool, Deontay Johnson. They have a damn good tight end in Fryermuth. I think he could be a very oh, good tight end in this wait, league. It wasn't Eric Ebron? No. Oh. No. No. <laughs> no. I go with the young guy. Yeah. You got Ebron's a still back. capable, but... You got a good running back. It could be a bell cow and a receiving back. Older offensive line that needs a little bit of tinkering. Yep. Stack defense. Yeah. Including one of the best players in the NFL on the defensive I mean, side, TJ Watt. They he lost Bud Dupree and didn't miss a damn beat, it looks like. TJ Watt could be argued he's underpaid at this point. Yeah. It's a crazy. And he's got an insane contract. The only way I could see Tom leaving is if he said, hey, we got to move on from Ben and management went no. And then he went, okay, then I got to go. And he would be the most coveted free agent coach on the market. Yeah. Oh, easy. They would definitely, I feel like they would side with Tomlin over Big Ben. Yeah. Now, at least at at this point. But like the rumor was when, you know, every couple years when the Giants fire their head coach, they always go after like last one, it was Bill Belichick. The one before that was Mike Tomlin. Like he could be out in Pittsburgh. Sean Payton had that too for a little bit. But yeah, no, I can't. Mike Tomlin's not taking the damn USC job. Get out of here with that trash. It's been a while since we had a good Steelers talk. It's been a while since the Steelers have really done anything. Yeah. And this isn't even really them doing anything. This is somebody doing it for them and putting them in the news. Also, nobody nobody can keep a locker room together. Nobody can write a ship like Mike Tomlin. Very true. Nothing phases that man. You know, they had the two player, you know, AJ or Antonio he Brown. The, he handed the Brown and Bell situation perfectly. perfectly. Yeah. Highly Got criticized him. at the time. Looking back on it, it was a, a perfect management by him. He knew Mike, Tomlin's the, the, Mike Tomlin's the third longest tenured head coach in the NFL. And he's 49. And there's going to be a time. Like, who's above him? Sean Payton and Bill Belichick? Correct. 
I mean, he's going to at least be second because he's going to outlast Bill. I don't My know if he outlasts Peyton. Peyton. Peyton seems like he's got that job forever, and there were some years probably where he shouldn't have been. How old is Peyton? Working on that now. 58. 57. Okay. He's got like another 10, 20 years left if he wants. But like there were three straight years where they missed the playoffs, and there could have been an argument to remove Sean Payton. But he's bought himself years saying, hey, look what I got to work with. It's Jameis. Uh, they need a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. All right, before we get into our week eight picks, let's look at the power tiers. In our contender tier, we have the Bills and Cardinals. Borderline contender is getting crowded. We got the Rams, Titans, Bucks, Raiders, and Packers. I even have the Titans in there with that atrocious defense, but they look damn good against Kansas City on Sunday. When you beat the Bills and the Chiefs, you're automatically there. Yeah. Playoff team, I got Baltimore, San Diego, Los Angeles, the Chargers. Um, I can't believe that's the first time I did that in a while. Well, you you did St. Louis a couple weeks ago for the Rams. Did I really? I I don't know how long ago it was. Probably because I had the old logo. No, you did New Jersey for the Nets. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was it. It was it. I had the old logo looking at me. That's why. Uh, I got the Bengals and the Cowboys as the playoff teams uh, with the Ravens and the Chargers. Teams playing worse than their record. Chiefs are bad. They're in that category. The Browns are playing bad. They're in that category. Carolina's in that category. The Colts are not good, but they're somehow winning games. They're in that category. Denver's lost four straight after starting 3-0. and And the Saints, frauds. even though they're 4-2, and they are not playing like a 4-2 and team. Denver are frauds, and we kind of knew that. Teams playing better than the record. We got the 0 and 7 Detroit Lions and the 3 and 4 New England Patriots, I think they are. Your meh teams, we got Atlanta, who's on the upswing the past couple weeks. Uh, Chicago, Philly. Philly's got some problems. I don't know what you're going to do here. It really seems like the Jalen Hurts thing isn't going to work out. Uh, Minnesota, San Fran. This is your Steelers. Category, even though their defense is all NFL. Big week for Minnesota this week. Who they got? Dallas Sunday night. That's a big at game. US Bank. That's a big game. That's going to tell a lot about Minnesota this year. I got Seattle and then Washington rounds out Matt. And then in bad, you got five teams. You got the Jets, Jags, Giants, Texans, and Dolphins. Although I think over the last couple of weeks for the Giants, some questions have been answered about the future of your quarterback. I think the Daniel Jones question was answered. I think he's going to be there a while. Week eight of the NFL season. Well, he's gonna run out. My bad. Okay. That was, scores up. that was Monday Night Football. Yeah. Week eight of the NFL season. Here's how we did last week. I went eight and five. Tom went nine and four. Trish went nine and four. John went seven and six. Eric went eight and five. And then Zach went eight and five. Starts off Thursday night football. Uh, and it's a great one. Hopefully, you know. Devontae Adams needs two negative tests 24 hours apart to play in this game. Uh, he would need one Wednesday morning and Thursday morning at the latest. But it starts off with that Packers Cardinals and Tom, Trish, and John all say the cards. I look for the cards to stay undefeated here. Go to 8 0. Uh, Eric, what do you think? I do as well. I like Arizona here. Zach? Yeah, give me Arizona. They've been a very pleasant surprise this year. Like, we ratted on them a lot for them, you know, old, all that. But, man, some of those old dogs could still play. Did it's you see simple uh, as that. The, the mic up with, uh, what was it, J.J. Watt on the sideline saying how he wants respect? Mm. Zach Ertz even had a game 
over the weekend. He's <laughs> oh, he's gonna be so good on the Cardinals. They're, that's just they can't threat. they can't cover him. No, especially when you have Kyler Murray who can run all over the field and anybody can get open. It's gonna be tough to forget about Zach Ertz. Yeah, and he can still run. He put that on display the other day. Oh, by Big the catch way, and run. Another thing about last week. How many times did they mention it was tight end day? Too much. Yeah, too much. much. And it sucks that last week was National Tight Ends Day because you didn't get Kittle. You didn't get Waller. You're stuck with like Foster Morrow, who did score. Ross Dwelly. Ross Dwelly. Start of the Sunday slate. There's always two games he plays every year. Start of the Sunday slate, 1 o'clock on CBS. Uh, Fit Will Disley into that category, too. Start start of the Sunday slate, 1 o'clock CBS, 5-2 and Bengals at the 1-5 and New York Jets. Uh, Joe Flacco, I'd imagine, is going to be the starter Sunday. If yeah. Playbook in in time. Which I'm uh, sure. If anybody here is taking the Jets, please speak. Tom, Trish, and John are not. Move to the next one. Uh, one o'clock CBS Titans five and two at the three and four Colts. Colts in an ugly game on Sunday night football. Move past the San Francisco 49ers. Carson Wentz didn't play well. He did score a rushing touchdown, though. That one interception. That monsoon was sloppy. That one interception to start the second quarter was bad. Tom, Trish, and John all taking the Titans on the road. Titans are hot lately. Give me the Titans to go into Indy and make quick work of the Colts. Eric? Titans are only one and a half point favorites in this, which I feel is disrespectful. That's a crime. Um, I'm going to say Tennessee on the road. Zach? Yeah, give me Tennessee. One o'clock on Fox, the six and one Rams at the one and six Houston Texans. Uh, Trish, Tom, and John all taking it's the Rams. I'm taking the Rams. Eric and Zach, I'd imagine you two are doing the same. Yeah. Correct. You want spreads? Rams 14. Yeah, I mean. How bad is it that the, the Cardinals were 20 and a half point favorites by the game time really really? i caught him at 18 and all of us were like yep yep they were in my spreads they were in my spreads um the texans haven't scored a touchdown spreads we did good on texans haven't scored a touchdown since week six week five also tyron might be back Ooh. Mm. well that's the case changes the the spread doesn't change the the result the outcome yeah I bet on the spread if Tyrod is. I still is I took an alternate line on them this week. I already got my bets in for this week, and I got them minus six and a half. The Rams. I think that's the play. Um, one o'clock CBS. This is the game. Steelers three and three at the Browns four and three four and three Browns coming off a win against Denver with Case Keenum starting. Um, this is a tough game. Uh, Zach, Zach, what are you thinking? Uh, this is like you said, tough. Uh. Is Baker going to play this week? Do we know? Questionable. Questionable. I think even if he starts, it's going to be an issue with that. That might be my new nickname for Odell, the red Q. So it's always, <laughs> always... give me the Steelers. I think this is a, a big week for them and the Browns are hurt and they played the Broncos. So I'm not really high on Keenum if he plays and I'm not high on Baker. If he plays with that injury, Eric, what are you thinking? I'm going to roll with Zach here. Um, was not really that impressed with Cleveland's win, although they did dominate that first half. Second half, they struggled a little bit, but we just talked about Pittsburgh. They're going in the right direction. I think they have a team that could pull off the upset here. There's too many question marks for Cleveland for me to take them. I'm taking the Steelers. Tom, Trish, and John all took the Browns. But, I mean, when you got injuries to Hunt, Chubb, Baker, Odell, Jarvis, like – 
it's the ones that are here versus the ones that aren't. Yeah. yeah. It's a t- I, I got to take the Steelers here. This is going to be an interesting game. One o'clock on Fox, two and five Eagles at the 0 and seven Lions. Lions gave the Rams a little bit of run for their money, especially in the first half last game. Pulling out all the stops, fake punts, onside kicks, all that fun that stuff. That game, the first five minutes of that game, I've never seen any more trick plays yeah. oh, than the Lions. Once the Lions the did the onside kick, I, my my thought was, okay, the Rams are not covering. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do. Yeah. The cojones on Dan Campbell, gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, and six at the time. Might as well. Trish is taking the Lions at home. Tom and John's taking the Eagles. Uh, I want to take the Lions. I just, I can't, I can't pick them yet. I need to see them win before I pick them. Eric? I'm with you. Exact same thing. Going Eagles on the road. Zach? I'm not with you. I'm going to go with the Lions. I think if this would be the week to win, I think a, a struggling Eagles team would be the one to do it. It's just the way he said it. Yeah. I'm not with you. Yeah. I'm not with you. One o'clock on Fox, two and four Niners at the three and four Bears. Niners coming off a loss. Bears coming off an ugly loss at the hands of Tom Brady. Did not score a touchdown. Tom taking the Bears. Trish taking the Niners. John taking the Niners. Give me the 49ers on the road. Um, I think that defense, again, is going to pose another problem for Justin Fields. He, I mean, he, he struggled so far against NFL defenses, especially a pass rush. And uh, Bosa's going to eat. Bosa's going to eat. Give me the Niners on the road, Eric. If this is Trey Lance versus Justin Fields, I might be watching this game. Um, but give me the Niners on the road. Trey Lance still questionable with a knee injury. Uh, Zach? Yeah, give me the Niners. Next game we got, we got 1 o'clock on Fox, 3-4 and four Panthers at the 3-3 three and three Falcons. Falcons coming off a walk-off win against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Young Hui Koo with the walk-off field goal and the Panthers coming off an ugly loss to the New York Giants. Uh, Tom, Trish, and John say Falcons. I go with Falcons too. I think they move to four and three. Maybe a sneaky team competing for a wild card spot. Once you get to around seven in the NFC, it gets kind of ugly, and that's where your Falcons could fit in. So, like, give me the Falcons here, Eric. Easy. One team is trending upwards. The other team is on a steep down downslide. Um, I'm going Falcons here, and man, shame on us for thinking Carolina was legit. Yeah. Losing Chris McCaffrey did so much. It, it did. I mean, you see how Darnold's doing. Him. You see how Darnold's doing with Chris McCaffrey and without Chris McCaffrey. And the yeah. other thing is this: we still don't know who's starting for Carolina. Could be PJ Walker. No, it's Sam Darnold. Is it Darnold? Yeah, it is. Zach. Yeah, I'm taking the Falcons. One o'clock on CBS, and this has the potential to be a slaughter. The Dolphins coming off two straight heartbreaking losses, where they lost on walk-off field goals. Doesn't get any easier to go up to Buffalo to play the four and two Bills, whose last game out. Tough loss at the hands of the Tennessee Titans. So, tr- Tom, Trish, and John taking the Bills at home. I'm taking the Bills at home, Eric. I assume Zach's the same. I'm going yeah. Buffalo here. You got to take Buffalo. How could you? Yeah. Dolphins. Also, Bills minus 14. Bills minus 14 sounds a little disrespectful. I was about to ask what the spread was. That is a bit disrespectful. I like 13 and a half. They win by two touchdowns. They win by two touchdowns in the Buffalo. Over, the over under for Niners Bears is 39 and a half. Over just on principle because the number's so low. That is a low number. That might be 39. The you have to go over when an over under is in the 30s. First of the four o'clock games, 405 on CBS, three and four Patriots, the four and two Chargers. Tom, Trish, and John all taking the charges. Uh, uh, if this game's in New England, I'd probably say the Patriots, but on the road, g- give me the ch- g- give me the Chargers here at home. Eric? 
I'm going Chargers, but I could see New England pulling off the upset, to be honest. Yeah. Zach? I love Justin Herbert. Give me Chargers. What's the spread on this game? Five and a half for the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, that's a little much. I like a two and a half. I like a field goal. Yeah. Take an alternate. Here we go. 405 on CBS. Oh, one God. and five Jags. Two this and five Seahawks. Bad. Must see TV. Uh, this is the type of game where unless you live in Washington or uh, northern Florida, you will not be getting this game in a national package. <laughs> That's not no. happening. And you wouldn't want it anyway. No, you're not going out of your way to watch this. Uh, Tom some... and Trish say Seahawks. John saying Jaguars. Really? Yeah. What's the spread? Three and a half Seattle. Four, four points. In Seattle. Again, I like two and a half for this one. I like a field goal. Uh, I think the Seahawks win. I think, but will Geno Smith stay Mr. Cover? That's the thing. Give me the Seahawks at home just because that game is in Seattle. It's going to be loud. It's going to be a tough environment for Trevor Lawrence. Eric? Man, if this game was, if the London game already didn't happen, this would this be a would prime be, 9 30 a.m. game. This would, yeah. this would be either a great London game or a Thursday night game. Mm. Yeah. I'll take Seattle at home. Zach? Uh, give me the Jags. The over under oh, for okay. this, by the, the over under for this, by the way, is higher than Bears Niners. If the this? Jags can score, they're gonna win. If it's a low scoring game, the Seahawks win. If it's a high scoring game, the Jags win. I don't know if that came out clear, but the over under is forty three. Mm. Okay, so if you can, I would say if you're gonna parlay it either way, you go Jaguars over Seahawks under. Yeah, those are the only ways. 425 on Fox, 2-5 and five Washington at 3-4 and four Denver. Uh, Tom and Trish say Broncos. John says Washington. This game in Denver, that's the swing for me. Give me the Broncos at home. They end their little uh, their little streak here, their little losing streak. Eric? I'm going to go Washington on the road. I think that this is a good game that Washington can get back on the right track because both teams have been struggling lately. The – New York Islanders just signed, what was his name, Ross, Ross Johnston? Johnston? Four years, 1.1 mil per year. That is awful. That is a Lou contract right there. A four-year deal at low AAV? That screams Lamorello. Uh, Zach, you taking Washington or Denver? Uh, I, I agree with Eric. Give me Washington. I'm, taking, I'm still sticking with Denver, but I do think you see Drew Locke in this game. Uh, 425 on Fox, six and one bucks at the four and two Saints. The, the, the Saints just haven't proven enough that they can beat the Buccaneers. So, and Tom Brady's just, just operating at an insane pace. Tom, Trish, and John saying the Bucks. I like the Bucks. I like the over. I don't even care what the number is. Eric? I'm taking the Bucks too. Fun fact this is the first time the Buccaneers have been favorited against a Sean Payton squad in wow. the Superdome. What is the spread? Five and a half, Tampa. That's it? Yeah, it's five and a half. Cash. Easy. Cash. Over-unders, 49 and a half. Cash. Cash that over. Zach, you yeah. taking the bucks? Yeah, give me the bucks. Sunday Night Football, NBC, 820. Minnesota, Dallas, Tom, Trish, John taking the Cowboys. The Cowboys haven't done anything to say that they are going to lose this game to Kirk Cousins, so give me the Cowboys on the road. Uh, Eric? I'm going to say I'm going to say Dallas. But I would not be surprised if we win this game for whatever reason. I don't call it hope, but I could see I could see a Minnesota win. Am I gutsy enough to pick it? No. Zach. 
Give me the Cowboys. Spread is Cowboys minus two and a half over under 55. Like that. Yeah, I like that over. Uh, Monday Night Football, ESPN, two and five Giants at three and four Chiefs. Chiefs struggling, Giants struggling. Uh, Tom, watching- Trish, and John say the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. I hate watching the Giants on prime time. Oh, you're, don't, don't worry for a couple in a couple weeks. You got him against Brady prime time. Oh, God. Mm, it's going to be a slaughter. Although, I mean, the Giants play the Bucks. The, the Giants play Brady tough every time. It doesn't make sense. Eric, you're taking the Chiefs or the Giants? I'm taking the Chiefs, and apparently Jonathan Druin just said that Shea Barber's retired. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. What's the spread on this game? Chiefs minus 10, over under 51. Yeah. Give me the Giants to cover, though. Yeah? Yeah. The Chiefs are really struggling, and the Giants' defense is not a pushover. It's true. But I get it. You're taking the Chiefs, right, Zach? Yeah. Trish once again picked against the Giants. And Zach. Hey, I've been doing it since like week two. Is this two weeks in a row for Trish? Mm -hmm. It's because they won last week. Yeah. Real quick here before we go. Yeah, as Eric just said, uh, Montreal Canadiens forward Jonathan Druin has said that Shea Weber is helping Bergeron, um, GM Mark Bergeron, with scouting, and he's fully retired. The uh, Montreal Canadiens have since refuted that. (laughs) He's retired. Things are going great. They just don't want to. They don't want that out because he's on long-term IR as cap relief right now. And if he's retired, it could cause a, like a grievance where if he retires, it goes to recaptures for them and Nashville, which would just kill the Predators. Well, yeah, and they already have money issues. Yeah, so for all intents and purposes, he's retired. He's pulling the Chris Bronner. Shows up, fails his physical leaves. Also, before, before we wrap this up, we want to say that we're going to be at Rutgers, Maryland. We have front row seats, literally. Row two, row two, section 120A, row two. Hell yeah. Oh, front row seats. November 27th, Rutgers University, uh, SHI Stadium, Piscataway, New Jersey. Where are we? Yeah. In, uh, where are we on the field? Like in the end zone, line? in the corner of the end zone. Oh, yes. Yeah. Love that. That is going to be that's gorgeous. So we'll be, we'll be talking to Rutgers students, fans about the current state of Rutgers football. A lot of questions about Greg Schiano coming up. So that, that's what we'll be on the 27th of November. A, even on a tailspin. That's tough. Uh, every the, episode, loss against, the loss against Northwestern kind of did a minute. That'll do it, yeah. Every episode of the Tony Men Sports Podcast available where you ever get your podcasts. Uh, listen every Tuesday and Friday. Enjoy Thursday Night Football. Should be a good one regardless of Devontae Adams plays or not. Uh, we will see you Friday for a Thursday Night Football Breakdown. Our Sunday spreads a little bit more of a betting focus, and we'll break down the World Series up until that point. So we'll see you Friday for the episode of Too Many Months.